0: Episode 95. Have we found the missing link to interoperability at scale? Today, I speak with Jason Rose about Data Diagnostics, the joint venture between Innovalon and Quest.
1: American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know, talking. Relentlessly Seeking
0: Value. 70% of clinical decisions are based on lab values. The trick is getting those lab values into the workflow when a clinician needs them to make a decision. Quest Diagnostics has, let's just say, a lot of lab values. And they also have integrations with over 600 EHR systems and half the doctors in this country. Meanwhile, speaking of clinical decisions, Innovalon has been working hard to amass and analyze data coming from more than 793,000 physicians, 277 clinical facilities, which covers more than 132 million Americans. You put Quest and Innovalon together and you get real-time point-of-care analytics, otherwise known as a joint venture called Data Diagnostics. Today, I speak with Jason Rose, Chief Strategic Development Officer over at Innovalan. My name is Stacey Richter, and this podcast is sponsored by Aventria Health Group. Welcome to Relentless Health Value, Jason.
1: Thank you for allowing me to join you, Stacey.
0: I am thrilled to speak to you about the data diagnostics program system. I'm not sure what you call it. The new joint venture between Innovalon and Quest Diagnostics. What's the skinny there? Give us the download.
1: This is a terrific partnership that Innovalon and Quest have developed. And if you take a step back and you think about what are the most critical factors in terms of shifting. Healthcare from volume to value, and how we can empower all those who are taking risk in that shift, whether it be health plans, ACOs, IDNs, practice groups, physicians themselves. What are the things that they need to do, and what are the challenges that they have in order to make that major shift from volume to value? And if you think about it, there are a lot of things that have uh, occurred over the last 20 years that have helped us move towards that shift, such as EHR use has been very helpful, and such as technologies that have been very helpful in terms of targeting the patients that need to improve in terms of quality and cost and other areas. But at the end of the day, with all this work that we've done and the tens of billions of dollars in meaningful use and the focus on these particular areas, the major problem has been when the doctor is sitting in front of a patient and you know, a typical primary care physician may see 20, 30 or more patients in a day. So they only have maybe 10 minutes with a patient. When they're sitting in front of a patient, how does that doctor actually know the full data scope of the patient that they're sitting in front of? You know, an average Medicare Advantage member may see five doctors in a given year. So how does that data get into the doctor's workflow, number one? And then number two, how does that doctor actually know how they're being valued in terms of the encounter making improvements in quality and cost? And the problem is, is that there's so many different types of patient beneficiaries, Medicare Advantage, Medicaid, Medicaid commercial ACOs all these different types of factors they all measure quality differently and these patients are just different from one to the next so you have two issues we're trying to overcome the data access and also the actionable information that's based on that type of beneficiary or patient that's in front of them so that really is how this entire quest and Novalon relationship started is two different companies on similar paths, focusing on different things for decades. So Inovalon is a company that has dominated the space in quality analytics for a very long time. We do over 60% of the nation's quality analytics for outsource quality, such as HEDIS with uh, NCQA credit agency, UREC. The credit agencies focusing on these areas also other areas of re- reimbursement risk risk score accuracy and things of this type so we've spent the last 15 years focusing on what are the most important aspects and what are the most predictive trends of a specific patient and doctor that needs to improve those particular quality and risk score and cost metrics conversely quest has spent their past decade or two on identifying what is the best way to get with their physicians to order more labs and also to do it in a way that has less errors. And his lab is so important. You know, 70% of all clinical decisions are based on a lab. So, the actionable data that is error free as possible in the workflow itself has been critical to the lab business. So, Quest has spent the last 15 years or so building interoperability interfaces directly into the physician workflow across over half the united states doctors to ensure that they have the ability to order these labs and get the results right into their workflow so what we've done is in this partnership is we've taken the best of both companies we've taken the large data sets that Novon has and our predictive algorithms 132 million patients with 11.3 billion medical events combine those analytics that are very patient specific to the quest chassis so to speak of all the interoperability with the ehrs and combine them together so now a doctor is able to on demand in their normal workflow click a button and within seconds get a very patient specific information about how i can move the dial on this particular patient's quality reimbursement and cost. Once we realized the benefits of both organizations that we both had uh, uniquely to ourselves, it became a very, very easy process of figuring out how we enter into this joint venture and moving forward. So we announced in September, we went live in December, 90 days, that shows you how elegantly simple this entire process is. And uh, we uh, have launched the campaign of letting people know about this across the country for the past two or three months now.
0: Just let me summarize there. You had said that 70% of clinical decisions are based on a lab. So I'm assuming that a lot of the Innovalon analytics are in some fashion based on a lab. So having that lab data immediately accessible and sort of folded into the Innovalon data set is probably really helpful. And then, furthermore, given quests all standing integration into over almost like hundreds of EHRs they've managed to integrate with at this time, then the data can be inserted directly into the work stream. So it seems like a kind of a nice full circle. Can you get data then out of the EHR as well? In other words, so say that the physician enters information into the EHRs is bidirectional in some way.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So the challenge that we have within healthcare is that interoperability. So on one side, the biggest challenge has been for the last 15, 20 years is how we get information into the EHR because they're also different. So as you said, Quest has nearly 600 different EHR platforms. That equates to thousands and thousands of different EHRs, because an Epic is not an Epic, a Cerner is not a Cerner. They're all different and unique. So putting data into the workflow is really, really uh, challenging. But if you're going to put data into the workflow, we want to make sure that it's actually comprehensive, as accurate as possible if you're going to put it in front of a doctor. So pulling data out of the EHR and other sources is really important. So Novalon has one of the largest, if not the largest data set in the country with 132 million patients in our data set. Quest has 20 billion lab events in their data set. So after we're putting the basic blocking and tackling systems of in place that would be the claims data from the participating organization, whether it be a health system, an ACO, or a, a health plan, we also are now building into that, pulling the relevant EHR data into the actual data flow as well so the analytics be that much more powerful so for example with hedis as everyone knows many of the hedis quality measures are a combination of administrative claims processing as well as what's called hybrid which is pulling data out of the ehr combining it with the claims data and identifying what the true quality gaps are and also other things like diagnoses and and other elements of medical history. All those things are very important in terms of providing actionable data to the doctor at the point of care. And what's unique with this entire relationship, and this is really, really forward leading, is this is all real time. So we're receiving data real time out of the EHRs. We're receiving requests for the order in real time from each of these EHR systems through the Quest uh, platform. And then we're sending data right back into the work of the doctor as well. So all those things are really important because at the end of the day, the doctor only has, uh, like I said, eight or 10 minutes to meet with the patient. They don't have time to wait for analyses to build
0: up. I want to return to that because I have a couple of questions based on what you just said. But first, I think I want to get a feel for exactly how this happens. So say I'm a clinician. And I walk in the door of an exam room, I sit down, the EHR is there, You know, there's a computer on the desk. I sit down, I type in the patient's name. Say I'm looking at a diabetic with all of the associated calendar events that needs to occur. This diabetic needs a a foot exam, this diabetic needs an eye exam, this diabetic may or may not be in control or out of control. I turn on the EHR, patient's name is there. What happens?
1: Great setup. So let's make that even more specific. Let's make that patient a dual patient. So they have Medicare and Medicaid. So that patient is, put them in New York. So in New York, Medicare, Medicaid, dual patient has star ratings. They have QAR, which is the Medicaid P4P program. And they may have DisRip, which is the uh, Medicaid reform. Those are different quality measures. And then they also have just all the other HEDIS measures. So we have four different, unique sets of different quality measurement systems that the doctor couldn't possibly understand with the data that they have available where this patient actually sits today. So a doctor has a patient in front of them. They open up their Epic, Cerner, NextGen, Greenway, whatever system they have. They click a button where they would otherwise have up until now ordered the lab from Quest all within their normal EHR. Well, now they have a new set of reports for data diagnostics. They click a button, and let's say they want to see a comprehensive quality measurement analysis. So they click a button in quest for the order, and then within seconds, a report comes back into the doctor's EHR system in the form of a report and that for that specific patient. And it'll evaluate to say, this patient is compliant on... These five quality measures, this patient is not in compliance today on these six quality measures. Some of them will go across QAR, HEDIS, STARS, Disrip. Some of them will be independent for them, but it'll give them a really tight list of actions that the doctor can take right there at the point of care so they can close those quality gaps.
0: When you say actions, what exactly do you mean by that? Do you mean this diabetic needs a foot exam and the instruction is get them a foot exam or is it more sophisticated than that?
1: It basically takes right out of the NCQA technical guidelines or whatever governing body, it could be New York Department of Health in this example, could be DISRIP, which is a different quality measures for domain three and four. It will put in all those different elements and give this specific technical guidance to The physician to say okay this patient last had this quality measure done for example on this date in order to be compliant for this quality measure right now for this data service or for this measurement period whatever those specs are it will say exactly what the doctor needs to do to close the gap and they're already in the ehr so they've never left the ehr the challenge in the current view up until data diagnostics is is that they'll get that report but they'll get that report maybe every month, maybe every few months. They'll get it in some spreadsheet that is outside the workflow, uh, which they don't like to use or what they don't use. It, it's all outside and surrounding the actual encounter, but it's not in the encounter. So it, what ends up happening is is a doctor will say, I'm going to focus on three or four quality measures because my largest insurer happens to focus in these four or five measures, but it's missing all the other complicated measures that are attributable for this particular patient. And that's the really key difference.
0: And I can also see, it's it's a pretty inarguable fact at this point, that clinicians are suffering from some serious alert fatigue And a significant share of those alerts, or enough of a proportion to make doctors concerned and irritated, are alerts that are outdated or irrelevant. So, for example, reminding a clinician that this diabetic patient needs an eye exam or a foot exam or something, regardless of the fact that that person just had one a month ago. It just, for every single patient with a certain diagnosis, the same alerts keep popping up, whether they're relevant or not. In fact, I just heard something the other day, and these can be really dangerous. Like someone was telling a story I heard recently about a patient that kept getting advised to be put on cuminin or to be dosed inpatient with cuminin, despite the fact they were already on cuminin. These things can be merely annoying or, or, or very dangerous. I'm Assuming that with a system like that, if that report is pulled, that things like double dosing a patient with couminin or having to click, yes, I get that this patient needs a foot exam, P.S. They already had one. Those kinds of things can be eliminated or do this existing alert still keep popping up and and this is a problem that is still in the process of being solved?
1: Is there... Excellent point, Stacy. and I've been in healthcare for a very long time. I used to work for one of the EHR companies with Cerner way back in the 90s and was busy developing advanced drug event alerts and things of that nature. And the, the problem is, in the inherent systems that we're we're starting from is that those data sets are actually only a small portion of a patient's true record. So an average EHR only has 20, 25% of the patient's actual record in the system. So those alerts that you're speaking to are based on a very incomplete set of data to start with, number one. Number two, those alerts are typically not specific for this particular patient of what is important. So, maybe it has a few gaps in there that are relevant for any diabetic, but what about the patient that is the dual, which has uh, QAR measures for p for pay for performance, p for p or district measures and star ratings measures. So there's diabetic measures that are maybe different or measured differently, and there's other measures in addition to diabetes that are not accurate in, in the system. So it's it's so important to have the right foundation of the data itself to start with. And then the sophistication of a tool to say, I have all the data or I have most of the data from the EHRs or from the claims data systems. How can I, for this specific patient, individualize the analytics that are important? Because otherwise you end up with what we have today, which is a bunch of noise.
0: Effectively, what Innovalon is doing is you're pulling data from a number of different sources. You've got the Quest data set, obviously. Then you've got, as you mentioned earlier, the Medicare claims data set. You've got the data from within this one EHR. Are you also combining... Is there some sort of universal identifier or whatnot that you're using for a patient so that if that same patient was seen by another health system, which is also within the Quest network or something, you can also get at that individual patient's data? Or are you speaking more population health when you're talking about the other data sets?
1: Let's talk through all the data sets. So if we were to bring a uh, participating organization uh, onto the platform, the actual interoperability with the pipes so to speak with quest it's already done actually there are reports already there to be ordered it's already done what we need to do is turn on the data aspects to it and starting with a new client and we would first create a working data flow for all the critical path data sets that we need to have so we we'll start with claims data claims is really important it's not Everything but is very robust and very rich and accessible. So pharmacy claims medical claims lab claims Eligibility data mor data all these different types of things that are available medicaid specific data These are data sets that the health plan has because it's how they run and these are also data sets that health systems And provider organizations, if they don't have access to it, we will help them get access to it. But they typically will have access into a data warehouse of some type. So we first latch on to that. That's a few weeks. That's a four to six week process if we don't already have them in place. Uh, We often will already have it in place given our size. But uh, we would put that in place over the four to six week process. Then we're identifying what are the primary EHR systems that would be helpful and supportive to make sure that when we're evaluating a HEDIS hybrid measure, for example, that we're pulling the right information out of that particular EHR system. So that that is a concurrent process to acquiring the claims data. On top of that, we have Novolon has our Moore Square registry data, which is the 132 million patients, uh, the 11.3 billion medical events and Quest has their 20 billion medical events. So in the example you gave a few minutes ago, when a doctor orders a a data diagnostic on a patient, let's imagine that the patient, let's say it's January 10th or something, and the patient's brand new into the health plan. So it's very possible that Novlon and Quest already have data on that patient from another health plan. But the problem is, is that with HIPAA, health plans can't share data with each other. They're not allowed to. It, it, it's, it's against the regulatory authority that HIPAA puts it in place. However, the doctor does have a right to that data and the patient has a right to the data. So what we do is we actually re-identify, de identified data between Quest and Ovalon in real time and provide it right to the doctor who's treating the patient that's consenting the care and that is uh, remarkably unique to this system there is no one else doing this this is very new there's concepts that have been out there like blue button and other things that have been out there but actually nothing has been put into place at this scale and speed to where doctors in real time can order data that may be two three four five ten years worth of data across multiple health plans across multiple health systems physician groups comprehensively. And, you know, HIEs, we could also plug in HIEs as well. So, if there's, you know, Novalon is like a data vacuum. If we can acquire data that's meaningful and helpful and supportive with accuracy into our system, we're going to want that a part of the analysis when we're giving the doctor their analytics in that patient.
0: And I think if this interview were about an hour longer, I would ask you about... 40 questions about exactly how you do that. So I would encourage if anyone's listening that needs additional information to get that, because that sounds absolutely fascinating, exactly how you manage that. I was going to say, though, that it almost sounds like your data diagnostic system in the back end with this giant data repository, it is a sort of HIE itself. And that was the first thought that struck me the first time that we were talking about that. Would you say that that's accurate or inaccurate?
1: The issue I have with HIEs is, is that I remember way back in the mid-2000s, I'm sure you do as well with Rios and uh, Dr. David Brailler, he was uh, uh, George Bush's healthcare IT czar, that would eventually transition to HIEs. It's been a lot of promise out there. And they just really haven't gotten off the ground uh, for all the issues we've talked about it. They may not even have diagnoses. They may not have data that's actionable. There was a very, very large ACO CEO uh, recently who said you can't expect doctors to dumpster dive for data. You have to give them something actionable. So there's a lot of promise with HIEs and, and RIOs and such, but they really haven't really gotten off the ground to be meaningful and helpful. So I do think you're right that it is a interesting comparison to say, does this data diagnostics tool effectively replace what an HIE would be or bolster what an HIE could be? Because we, we don't feel like we compete with HIEs. We just feel like we can provide a, a better data asset to the system. But again, if there are good HIEs, we would want to incorporate it as a data source. the The other thing I've heard quite a bit, is I I was at a HIMSS meeting at the last uh, national HIMSS meeting and we we had a session, which I'm sure you've gone to these sessions, you usually have maybe 20, 25, 30 people show up for these meetings on product launches and things like this. We had 1,200 people show up for this meeting at HIMSS. It was our CEO, Dr. Keith Dunleavy, and Quest's uh, CIO, Lydia Fonseca. And we had 1,200 people show up. The first question that came out of the audience after the initial discussion was, "It sounds like you have fixed interoperability for the country." And we've heard that a couple times. It was actually really nice that someone in the audience said that we didn't we didn't pay them, we didn't uh, <laughs> we didn't put anything, put them up to it. It was it was just someone who actually knows this business, and it sounds like you solve interoperability for the country because you think about all the problems with meaningful use or lack thereof. And like you were describing, the lack of national HIE. This is really along those lines, but it's actually real and live. And that's, this is not a hypothetical. This is a two publicly traded, large established companies who converge two technologies together to solve some of healthcare's biggest problems.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like you're sort of serving as a middle ground, so that the data is being pulled such that it can be pulled into the workflow at the right time to make that information actionable. The one thing that I did have a question about is this report, the actual physical report. So once again, going back to doctor and exam room pulls down this report. First of all, is this report available for every single patient number one. And then number two, how does this work at an organizational level? Do I buy all the data at one time and then I have access to all the reports or is it patient by patient or depending on where the patient came from, there's different information that's available. So one report might be very robust and somebody for someone else it might not be. Could you talk about it at that level?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those are uh, two great questions. So The first question was, is it available for every patient? So it's been an interesting launch. So you think about value-based care. So this is quality, this is cost and reimbursement, and other things like continuity of care. So if you think about who would wanna buy that? Well, it could be the health plan, Medicare Advantage, Medicaid, QHPs, large employer group, health plans, could be the accountable care organization. It could be the IDN. Anybody who's actually at risk is going to be the buyer for this. So we've got tremendous momentum with the outreach and sales effort to all those different organizations. So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this, your your first question in two different ways. If if we're approaching a health plan and they're asking us to put this into place for their provider network or for some of the ACO relationships they have then the data that would be available for the doctor would be specific to that particular health plan. Obviously, we would like to have lots of health plans to fill out as much of the patient panel for the doctor, but if the health plan is the one that is purchasing the program, we call it a participating organization, then we'll be turning on the data flow for that particular health plan. But on the flip side, if we're selling this tool directly to the provider organization, the ACO, the health system, the IDN, we're gonna turn on all of their patients. So that will be each of the health plans they work with. It could be CMS with an MSSP ACO and either will be direct connects with those organizations, uh, meaning the plans, et cetera, through the provider organization or in, in a lot of cases or in most cases, those health systems who are taking risk are pretty sophisticated. So they're already receiving the data in a centralized data warehouse So we'll be able to tap into directly to that particular repository and be able to turn on all the patients that are in a value-based care program. That's uh, the first part of your question. The second part of your question is, it's a really unique model. We are very much focused on how do we get this thing off the ground and how do we make this part of the normal workflow in a way that is not cost prohibitive. So we have a, just to turn the lights on, we have a simple data integration fee that is a nominal expense just to turn on all this data flow and we can do it in a nominal fee because Anovalon is so good at this and because we've got one of the largest interoperability data aggregation tools uh, sets in the countries so we're excellent at putting turning on data and data feeds and managing those uh, so the nominal data fee uh, starts with that and then after that it's actually uh, called paper drink or paper click if a doctor Uh, has a a patient that's a a Blue Cross patient in this particular system, they click the button, that patient is a a data that we have available on. They're going to pay for that report and that the system's going to provide them the report in real time. The organization paying for the report is not the doctor. It's going to be whoever signed the contract, so to speak. Could be the health plan, could be the health system, could be the ACO, could be the provider group, hypothetically, or the IDN, but it will be basically charged based on usage.
0: If someone is interested in learning more about data diagnostics or Innovalon, where would you send them to get more information?
1: There's a couple places. So certainly they can contact me directly. It's J Rose at Inovalon.com, I-N-O-V-A-L-O-N.com. Uh, I'll give you my phone number, actually, 301-809-4000, extension 1531. But we also have, uh, you can go to the Quest website. They have a technology platform called Quantum, Q-A-N-U-M. And you can also go to datadiagnostics.com.
0: It was such a pleasure having you on the podcast, Jason.
1: Thank you so much, Stacey. I really enjoyed the conversation.
0: Links to everything discussed on the program today can be found at RelentlessHealthValue.com. If you visit the website, RelentlessHealthValue.com, you will also find a complete listing of all of the shows that we have published thus far. There are over 50 at this point with leading entrepreneurs and executives in the healthcare space today. Another cool feature is, you know, you can subscribe to the show